Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, I have an amazing guest. His name is Dan Allen. Dan Allen is a lover of history, and he restores historical sites, and he takes care of them. Dan owns several amazing sites. One of them is an old haunted jail, Blackford County in Harford City, and and a speakeasy as well. And Dan, you own another amazing property that's fairly well known in the paranormal community, if not one of the most well known. Can you go ahead and tell us about that? Sounds like you're talking about Randolph County Asylum. I am. And that history is incredible. And what an undertaking you have taken on with that building. Can you tell us a little bit about that? The building itself, uh, it was built, uh, it's a third of three buildings, possibly four, mm-hmm. built on site since the 1820s. Wow. It's on site for caregiving slash all types of, I mean, the, the place was used for a plethora of things. Oh, and no. uh, the first, uh, it w- wasn't owned now this is this is what I'm going by history that's been looked at. So sure. if uh, fact che- fact checkers prove me wrong, please send it to us because we don't <laughs> like to spread false information. Yes, that's no, this no, no. Um, but the uh, in the 1820s, um, a guy was living on this area and he took in some people because in the 18 1880, I think. Um, it was required that the places get each county get a place for people for refuge or whatever mm-hmm. hospitals. I mean, you have if you have a wave of epidemics come through, you didn't want them in town, right? Spreading the germs, even in the hospital in town, you needed them outside of town. So in eighteen, I think eighteen twenty, they said that they had to. Each county had to come up with their own place. Mm-hmm. 
So there was just a farmhouse there, and he took people in. And um, so then when it got more popular, this guy kind of abused the privilege. He sure. Once he was pay, paid for people to stay there, then he would let them out. I mean, in the sense of renting them out. Yes. So he would, so he would uh, hire Miles Farmhands as well and get double dipping. So, uh, mm-hmm. eighteen fifty one, they actually built a structure on site, and mm, not thinking, I guess. I'll just have to leave it at that. They built it out of wood. Oh no. Yeah. Um, uh, yep. Heat, light, cooking. Plethora of stuff was heat, you know, fire. Right. So it only lasted two years. And you got people that aren't mentally stable handling mm-hmm. candles, let alone oil lanterns. So it lasted yeah. two years. And when it burnt down, they built one on just a few feet over, mm-hmm. made out of brick. And brick is made of clay. Then you fire it mm-hmm. and you have a brick. Well, if you don't fire it hot enough, you'll have a very unstable brick. And apparently mm-hmm. they didn't fire it hot enough. So the building pretty much melted. Oh my goodness. And uh, there's reports of people putting their bedding in around windows and, and such. Mm-hmm. And it got, it got really bad shape. And they even added later plumbing to the place. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the pipes broke in the basement and plumbing was so new, nobody worked on it. So the basement was filling up and they just built this other one. They they tore that down and built this one and and was finished in 1899. Mm -hmm. Took over two years to build. And they actually went back to the 1851 foundation. Oh, that's interesting. The building is, yeah, uh, maybe half of the building is sitting on the old 1851 foundation. Wow. So that's, I think that is so neat because that is, wow. I mean, that's just so old. Yeah. You know, so the energy or whatever that comes with the place is, I think is back intact. Yeah. So. And the first fire did a lot of people, did they, a lot of people perish in that fire? There's no report of anybody dying in the fire. Okay. We can't seem to find any. So it might have been uh, might have been a kitchen fire that just got out of hand and mm-hmm. was able to back everybody. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes you would think, yeah, fire, well, we don't want these guys out. Right. So they, they got everybody out, and there's we cannot find any reports of any deaths. Okay. From what I yeah. read, they took in orphans, really poor people, mentally unstable, sick, and elderly that couldn't do from themselves. Did they mix them all in one area in this building? That they did. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. They, they even built it for uh, tuberculosis. Oh, my goodness. And that's why so many windows, they said the way to cure TB was a lot of sunshine and fresh air. Mm-hmm. And of course, out in the country, that sits three miles outside of Winchester, Indiana, mm-hmm. and um, uh, they didn't want them in the hospitals in town. 
setting. So when they went out there, they were either going to get well or or pass away, and nobody claimed them. Then they got buried out back in the Poplar Cemetery. Wow. And we know of at least 60, I think 61 Mm -hmm. um, people in the Poplar Cemetery, but that's from 1900 on. We don't Mm -hmm. know how many people prior to that. Right. And unfortunately, it's it's not marked. Oh, so there could be children in there and all, just all intermixed. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sad. And it is sad. And, and we think we know where it's at. Um, forgotten in life, forgotten in death. The last thing we want to do is park on them. They'd yeah. love to get some ground penetrating radar to find out where they actually are and how many are there. I mean, there's 80 years unaccounted for as well. Yes, exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. That just breaks yeah. my heart, actually. <laughs> yeah, you hear of all these stories of somebody coming out to visit. There's some people who just never got a visitor, ever. And the front part where the caretaker was, the mm-hmm. guy who ran the place, was walled off, except by a, a locked door, mm-hmm. the back part where everybody stayed, and they weren't even allowed to come look through the window. Oh, oh just... nobody. Yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, pretty sad, but mm-hmm. it's just very sad. From what I read, there were still people. There were five people living there in two thousand and eight. Is it five? Okay, I I, I thought I heard believe... eight. Yeah, and uh, right. So it wasn't worth spending all that money for. For cooks and heat and mm-hmm. all that stuff at five people and and it was they kind of turned into a rest home in the last couple of years oh to try to get more sense. people out there yes yeah so they just took them and put them in nursing homes or or assisted care living okay and uh and then quit using the place okay i in wanted 2006 to... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh I wanted to check because I was concerned and, about those five people. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they didn't. They didn't open the doors. Okay. Yeah, I think they did that during. I think Reagan did that to the mentally ill. Just open the doors and let them out. But yes. uh, luckily, when you get closer to the home, the smaller, um, smaller political arena, mm-hmm. um, there's people's. You know. Some people knew, oh, yeah, that was my teacher back in high school. I mean, there's, uh-huh. it's a lot a lot closer to the, uh, along that line. So they they got, they took care of them. But that's 2006 as well. So yes. um, a lot more information out there. Sure, yeah. When you were restoring this, did you hear and see things that you didn't expect to see or hear? Well, we... We uh, bought the jail in 96, the Hartford City. Oh, oh the Blackford County Jail. Yeah. Black, no, it's Blackford County Jail in Hartford City, Indiana. I know you'll find it on Hartford City Jail or Blackford County Jail. Mm-hmm. But um, we bought that first and had so many experiences that when we did buy the Randolph County Asylum, we were ready. Okay. Encased. But this area is so conservative that um, you didn't dare tell everybody you saw a ghost because they're going to either think you're crazy or they're going to try and 
you know, Bible thump you. You know, they're going to try and they're either going to try and save you or just, you know, right or push you aside. So and think you're crazy. Well, so I, I didn't tell anybody for two years when I started seeing things. Wow. So, yeah, for two years I thought I was crazy, but um, we bought it to save it. We didn't buy it to ghost hunt. That's '96. We didn't know if if. Uh, I don't know if there was any ghost shows on then, 96. No, I think, if I remember, I think sometimes the Travel Channel had little bits of information, but like Ghost Hunters and things like that wasn't out quite yet. What was it, the early 2000s when they came out? I don't know. I I hadn't had TV for over 15 years. I turned it off a long time ago. You're just, you're very interesting, Dan. <laughs> I just, I, I'll be watching and you get into a bunch of commercials to the point you forget what you're even watching. <laughs> and the commercials are so, no offense, but they're pretty dumb. Not fun. Yes. Yeah, they're just, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some fun commercials out there, but most of them is like, yeah, we can take anything out of a shirt. Sure. Sure. <laughs> They need to sing. Sure you can. In cold water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all of this paranormal stuff was new to you. It just you just happened to see it. So this this was not planned. Well, this was all accidental. No. <laughs> all accidental, exactly. And the very first one that I saw, because I was living there for two years, not even thinking about being wow. haunted or anything. I was in Washington State when we bought the place. My brother said, hey, I'll put a bid on the jail. It went up for sale, so I had an auction. Uh-huh. So my brother has more to do with buying that place than me. But um, uh, in a silent auction, well, we got outbid huh. a silent auction. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the guy who outbid us says, I don't care what happens to the place. I just want the generator in the basement. So we told him, we said, Hmm. Pull your bid, and we'll give you the generator. So, and it wasn't, I mean, like a, I think a five fifty five hundred watt generator. Mm-hmm. It wasn't worth $10,000, but you got for free. That's awesome. So, How long did it take you to redo that? And that was remodel? in 96. 96. How long did it take you to redo that jail? What do you mean, redo it? We um, don't redo things. Preserve it. Oh, okay. When you said redo, I thought you meant make it no, no, where we could live there. No, we we unmodel. We take drywall down. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, the sheriff had to live on site in the attached building okay. when it was built. So the sheriff lived in the front part. So that's where Richard started living. And then I moved back in 2000 to help out with family. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, But I'd lived there for two years. And Richard lived there even longer without even thinking about it being haunted, didn't hear anything, see anything, nothing. Mm-hmm. So it took two years before I saw anything. But boy, I mean, just like, just like, you want me to tell you the story now or sure. about what I first saw? Of course. Okay. All right. So this is what started it all. I just laid down. I mean, I had just hit the pillow. The light was still on next to the bed, so I know I was awake. But as soon as I laid down, before I even turned the light off, 
this pretty good sized guy walks into my room at one thirty in the morning, like he owned the place. Mm-hmm. And he had a white t-shirt on dark pants, probably six, one two twenty. And he walks in, he didn't look down at me, just kept walking straight. Cause as soon as you walk in, you should, you could look down and I'm on the left in my bed. Nope. Just walk straight on in. And about the third step, I realized he wasn't real because you can't even tiptoe up there without making boards squeak and all that such. Mm-hmm. He went to the foot of my bed, turned around, bowed, bowed ever so slightly and looked right at me with these sparkly blue gray eyes. Hmm. And about two seconds later, it gave me this most beautiful, tranquil smile. So I realized he wasn't there to harm me. Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't want to take my eyes off of him. You know, who, who knows what you're going to think when something like that happens. Cause right. on TV when they take their eyes off of them, then they're gone. Well, I knew it wasn't real. I didn't want to take my eyes off of them. Right. So I looking him up and down and he never broke that stare or that smile for about 20 seconds. Wow. Truthfully, who knows how long. <laughs> right. It probably and, felt like the lifetime, right. didn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, it just, it just, it was slow motion, like a wreck, slow motion. You know? But he stood back up and walked the same way back in. And again, did not look down at me as he walked out. And soon as I did lose eye contact, I looked and he was gone. Wow. So now I'm the crazy guy that lives in the jail. <laughs> I didn't want anybody to know that, so I didn't tell mm-hmm. anybody. Sure. And there's a local historian. He's kind of an introvert, but his pastime is just to study Hartford City. Mm-hmm. And he could, anything you want to know about Hartford City, he just knew off the top of his head off his head. I thought, well, I wonder if he knows who it is. So I uh, talked to him and he goes, well, you're describing Ed Townsend. I said, who's Ed Townsend? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the sheriff that died downstairs in your office of a heart attack. Hmm. Oh, well, uh, back in 1977, we had a sheriff mm-hmm. died of a heart attack. And the coroner said he probably didn't even feel the floor. Massive quick. Wow. And I've heard all kinds of things. You die in your sleep or die suddenly. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not know you're dead. Right. But he goes, the niece that practically raised him works right across the street. Hmm. So he said, I'll come back in a couple of weeks and I'll show you a picture. I'm got a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Came back a couple of weeks and oh yeah, that that guy's face is burned into my brain. And uh, but the guy he showed me was in a full uniform and even a old style cap, you know, mm-hmm. that they wore. The guy I saw had white t-shirt and dark pants. Right. So but that was a guy. So after that, I went and talked to the niece and and how'd you know all this? Because when I described him, sounds like the time of his death. And he always wore white sheet and white t-shirt and dark pants when he wasn't on duty. Always. Mm-hmm. So he never saw him anything else. Hmm. So, all right. So for two years, I thought I was nuts. <laughs> Very first thing I saw was factually backed up. Now that makes you wonder. Yes. 
is it yeah is it spiritual uh, is it um another dimension is it a wormhole what is a groundhog day <laughs> <laughs> um, so you really don't know and uh I, i'm still going in with that attitude um i've got some theories and uh of such so being christian myself i'm not supposed to believe in all this stuff or Mm-hmm. But I saw it. People see other things. People hear. Sure. They record it. It can't be fake because, you know, it's recorded. It's videoed. It's, I mean, sure, you can fake stuff, but mm-hmm. the people that have, you know, show me stuff, it's like, I, do you know how to edit? No. You know, I mean, <laughs> and they show me right out of the camera. So, right. Um, very interesting stuff, you know. Sure. You can explain maybe, you know, 50% of it away, but the other 50% you can't, you know, the good stuff. Right. And uh, just can't, can't explain it. So, which makes it interesting. And that's why I call it investigating, paranormal investigating. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's, uh, so that's where I'm coming from, right from the heart. I mean, it's. Sure. We didn't, we didn't buy these places to ghost hunt. We bought them to save them. Right. So, okay, so then that leads me to, yeah, buying the asylum. Well, we kept driving by and seeing it slowly deteriorating more and more. Mm-hmm. And I, ca- I called one of the county commissioners, and they said, hey, if you have an idea and the money, we're interested. So, you know, a lot of these places get turned into apartments. And, uh, which is unfortunate because the inside is probably even more interesting than the outside of these places. Right. And once they're turned into apartments, you know, especially if they, you know, um, just want to put the minimal in and then, you know, sell them. Yeah. They're not going to fix them up very well. And they're from out of town. They don't care about your history. Yeah. So, um, we came up with a pretty good plan. Hey, what do you want to do to it? Nothing. We want to leave it as is. We want to fix it up, you know, but we don't want to remodel it. We want to, you know, keep it. And they said, if you keep it fixed up in the lawn mode and not make it look trashy, mm-hmm. you have our blessing. And uh, we said, just use it for uh, film crews, such we didn't say paranormal um, investigation, but we did say movie crews and such to where it would include them. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. I'm sure they didn't want to hear because they said we don't want you turned into a haunted house. We don't want people driving by and say, "Look, that's a haunted house," because mm-hmm. we don't offer it as a haunted house. Right. Um. But uh, um. So we uh. We said we want to leave it as is for film crews. Anybody that wants to come in and do something, you know, birthday parties, mm-hmm. whatever they want to do, as long as it's not X-rated. And so um, we said, okay, we'll put it back up for auction. So the uh, county can't just say we'll sell it to you. So they put it back up for auction, and uh, and I won the bid for auction. So. Um, uh, even even after that, I said, any higher bids, anybody, <laughs> you know, just because <laughs> I gave them, I gave them uh, 
more than what it was even a price for. Did you? Was, um, yeah. I um, I was hoping I was the only bidder, but uh, so um, I did, and I told them why, what I did, what I did. So um, after the appraisal and such, it was worth less, and mm-hmm. and they go by square feet. So, but um, so then then uh, we we got it, and we did a lot of. Scraping paint and fixing, you know, getting the water away from the building. Uh, there's 575 feet of down or uh, gutter just on the second floor alone. Wow! Wrapping the building, and that took all summer. But I we did all that so the water wouldn't just drain. Mm-hmm. They said you used to have beautiful icicles in the winter because all the gutters were were bad, and uh, so that's. That's trouble because the water gets down into the foundation, freeze and falls, and next thing you know, you got foundation problems. So, yeah. It, anyway, it uh, just started hitting it hard and getting it, getting it, uh, getting the plumbing going, getting the mm-hmm. electrical and such going. But we dare not tear it up in any sense. So, so we didn't take mm-hmm. uh, walls down or anything like that. So. Yeah drying it in. So. Now, when you were. things start happening. Oh, then think That's what I was just going to ask you. It's yeah. like you read my mind. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, so I remember the very first thing that happened. I walked up. St- See, people were breaking in. Luckily, since it was local people, they just broke in to go something and investigate. Very few people did do damage. Mm-hmm. But uh, there were a few, but luckily not too many. And uh, so uh, I was upstairs, and uh, somebody else followed me up, and I heard somebody walking down the hall. Well, I didn't ha- have my flashlight on me. And so I heard somebody walking down the hall, and I told the person that was with me, go get a flashlight. I'm staying right here. So this person will believe or if they won't call the cops, but I don't want him. If I take off it, I'll lose him. Then mm-hmm. we don't know where he's at. So that person went down to get a flashlight. And so it's pitch black. I can't see down the hallway. I can't even see a shadow figure walking, nothing. Mm-hmm. So this, this uh, person walks down the hallway, stops, opens the door, you can hear him walk through and close it behind him. Sound like about halfway down the hallway. Now, this is on the women's side, second story. Mm-hmm. So when the flashlight came up to me and I walked down and thought, well, okay, I'll just tell him to leave now. I walked all the way down the hallway. Not only was there not anybody down there, there wasn't even the door it was closed. So that's like the first thing that happened to us. <laughs> and then um, uh, people have been walking, even when we went through mm-hmm. checking the place out, my niece was with me and she was, um, uh, she's into environmental uh, problems. So mm-hmm. like um, if she thought there was any environmental issues, 
So she's looking around and somebody walks up behind her and she thought it was me or somebody else with him. She turns around. Nope. Nobody there. So a lot of things happen in that sense. A lot of footsteps. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, so then when I spent my first night there by myself, you spent the um, night there by yourself. Yep. <laughs> You're and I, now I'm a for, I'm more li- afraid of the living than the dead. So I did pick out a room and did have a deadbolt on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was down in the basement talking to my friend on the phone. And this is August and the sun was just setting. So everything was nice and orangey looking. And, and I thought, well, if I take my phone further into the basement, I might lose them. So I'm, standing outside of the mechanical room where I could still look through the daylight basement windows in two different spots out mm-hmm. the back door, mechanical room, talking to him. And all of a sudden somebody comes running up behind me real quick. Oh. And I have my back <laughs> to him. And without thinking, I just kind of put everything I had into swinging my elbow around, having the phone in my right hand, swinging my elbow around, and he's coming at me so hard, I'm thinking he's going to hit me in the back mm-hmm. with something, stab me. I didn't know. So I'm arching my back and I'm swinging as hard as I can. Oh, my gosh. And this is like in slow motion. Now, this person coming at me is a male. I could tell that much. Mm-hmm. It was about five feet tall. Couldn't have been 100 pounds. Wow. And uh, so I'm, and then I got to thinking. It's like super slow motion, like a car wreck. I got to thinking, this is somebody's wife painted a trick on me. And I'm going to, I'm going to knock them out of their shoes with this elbow. So I put everything I had in that elbow swinging around. And then halfway through, I put everything I had (laughs) stopping it. And, uh, right before I twisted out of view where I could see the person, they stopped, put their head down, and folded their hands in front of me, right behind me. They weren't being aggressive at all. So, um, now this person was, like I say, that, that small, but it's August, it's hot, it's humid. Right. And this person had a, a thick winter coat on with the stuffing coming out, some kind of darker pants, almost... Um, not burlap, but not, not cotton and towels wrapped around his head long ways, like, mm-hmm. like trying to keep his ears warm. But I never saw his face cause he, he, uh, the, the towel blocked his face. Mm-hmm. And then when he put his head down, but then I found out about six months later that, uh, the medical staff was recommended for, over medicating patients mm-hmm. and they found a lot of patients in standing in lines that even the patients didn't know where it went to. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing now this guy saw me standing there, wanted to be second in line, ran up behind me. And then when he's in line, you keep your hands to yourself, face forward and you know, so basically stand there quietly, mm-hmm. hands to yourself and, well, just like what the guy might have done. So, wow. Did he anyway, just so six months later, it made sense. Yeah. Did he just he, disappear? He, uh, 
he just disappeared. So when I took my eyes off him, because I saw contorted, arching my back, thinking this person's going to hit me in the back, sure. swinging as hard as I could, then then holding back, <laughs> I was probably I probably looked like I was having a seizure. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I took my eyes off him for just a split second, right. and he was gone. Did you so, did you feel a lot of sadness or anything, or did you feel what he was feeling or energy change no. of any kind? No. Uh-uh. And I don't. I'm not. I don't have the feelings. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'll get a some. You know, walking in the basement at night, I'll get sure. some. Feel like somebody's watching me this hour together. But you know, if I if I was to focus my energy stuff like that, no, I can't do that. Okay. Oh, I don't have any of those abilities. Wow. No. If I think a potential leak coming in, that mm-hmm. I can probably, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be a leak there by, yeah, by visual. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was there to save the beautiful architecture, the skilled craftsmen and, you know, all this history. Yeah. It's a beautiful building. Right. So when, you know, the word got out and, and it was haunted and there's, you know, I start telling stories to people. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. not the ghost hunters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The other people is like, you're nuts. Oh. And then later they'll, they'll tell me the ghost stories they had, but not, not in public. Right. Me one-on-one. Right. Because they don't want them thinking they're nuts too. <laughs> I think it's, when I looked at your website, I think it's pretty amazing um, the ways that you are saving these buildings. You know, you offer tours and people could rent it, mm-hmm. like you said, for movies. And all of this money goes back mm-hmm. into that building to yes. keep it running and preserved. Not everybody's, right. Not everybody's interested in ghost hunting. Right. I think it's a gorgeous building. Absolutely. Yes. And historically, it's, it's and very of- unique. Yeah, and people lived nearby and never been able to go in. Mm-hmm. So we offered tours for them to go in. Yes, with an amazing yeah. history behind it. Mm-hmm. Like you Good tell the bad, history. But... Yeah, you tell the history of it and who lived there and what happened. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that's all very interesting. Now, Dan, you also own a speakeasy. Yes. That's interesting, too. How did you find that? Actually, by mistake. Um, We owned the building on a corner, and then uh, this other building with a common stairway, common roof, uh, came up for sale, and the bank said, do you want it? We'll offer to you first, since, you know, common everything. We said, sure. And uh, then we found out later, um, and it's more simplified than than what you would think is a bootleg speakeasy. Mm-hmm. It was the Eagles Lodge that just we got to quit serving alcohol during Prohibition. So mm-hmm. now back in uh, Hartford City, uh, it had a lot of gas. Anywhere you put a pipe in the ground, natural gas bubbled out. Right. So we had the largest glass factory. It just uh, oh, so many um, glass factories and so many things that came here for the free gas. Mm-hmm. And then when the gas ran out, then but people were coming from Chicago and Cincinnati. And mm-hmm. so back then the place was just hopping. And 
I'm not sure when the gas actually ran out, but um, the place stayed really strong till the probably when they started building malls in the adjacent bigger towns, and that's pretty much what wiped us out. Mm-hmm. Everybody went to the the mall and uh, got stuff deeper than. But uh, and so the place is very well built, very you know huge, a lot of history until the gas ran out. And then everybody moved on. So then it became just a former shell of itself. Mm-hmm. But with these great buildings. But unfortunately, uh, there's so many that's just fallen down. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest, if not the biggest building, I think, north of Indianapolis, mm-hmm. between Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, Indianapolis, Chicago, was the largest building. And uh, it since fell down. It was very ornate, just beautiful as can be, but that's before we started saving the things. Mm-hmm. And when they when they wanted to tear down the jail, that was the last straw. So that's when we got involved. But unfortunately, the building, that, that big, beautiful building that fell down was after we had the jail, but the company mm-hmm. owned it. And I think basic for just a tax write-off. They didn't put a dime into it. Oh, that's four star falling in and in all things a roofing company mm. the roof failed and yeah that's really so, sad yeah it is and so our downtown has maybe one uh, one third of the buildings are gone mm-hmm. these beautiful well, very well done buildings about a third of them are gone a lot of them were they victorian so, dan all kinds. Mm. Um, I don't know my architectural that well. Mm-hmm. Gothic, Victorian. Mm. Um, to look at the Randolph County Asylum, that looks Victorian, but no, it's it's Romanesque. Right, right. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> now you, I know. So you just bought another building, the Stone Mansion. Yes. What? About two years ago. Yeah. How's that coming along? That was probably our worst shaped building. Um, mm-hmm. The last two guys, um, one guy did, he said, you know, I'm just going to, I want this place. I'm going to die in it. So I'm fixing up the way I want it. So when he mm-hmm. fixed it up, he wasn't worried about history. So he took all the beautiful steam radiators out and he did a lot of stuff. He should have, but he said, it's my house. I'm doing it the way I want. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then a guy after that, um, he had it for five years and he took a lot of stuff out, um, carpet, drapes, flooring, um, surface of the floor and didn't have the money to put it back in. He has four kids and didn't have time or money to put it back in. So, right. and, a lot of roof leaks that leaked for a long time. So, um, luckily, the house was built so well, it took three years to build that uh, it could take a few years of abuse. Mm-hmm. So, we've almost got it dried in. This We just had a huge rain, as you know, right. for gosh, 24 hours. I don't know, we got four or five inches. Yes, and, it was uh, a storm, quite a storm. <laughs> yes. We're down to a few leaks. So, not bad considering what it used to be, but 
that's a, got a great history behind it too. That place, the, the a general from the Civil War. Um, he he was actually in a congressman in Indiana, and when the war broke out, then mm-hmm. I guess congressmen congressmen become generals if they want to if they're in the war. So he became a general and uh, a procurement officer of all things, and. So he had the railroad rerouted where there was a spur right outside of his house. Mm-hmm. And a procurement officer makes you wonder. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so right after the war, uh, believe it or not, he went to Montgomery Wards in the 1860s huh. and bought a bunch of houses. Wow. Had him had him delivered, mm-hmm. and he built... Shoot, eight homes, I think, right across the street that all look the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, then he had workers come in that he knew from the Civil War, the best of the best, because he had a lot of money. He'd made a whole bunch of money even during the Civil War with his bakery. Uh-huh. And uh, he made over $100,000. Wow, that's so, a lot of money I back then. I know. Pretty smart cookie, I guess, so. He stood, he wasn't even five feet tall, so maybe he had, uh, his brains was his might. But, uh, so all these carpenters came, and he put them up in these houses, knowing that this place would take so long. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a house on site. He had this house, this place in mind, because it was the end of Meridian Street. It was the highest spot in Winchester, Indiana, and... He wanted to be able to look right downtown and see, see the town. So there was a house there. He had it moved a block away. Wow. Before they started on his house. So it took three years to build. The foundation, at least on the outside, is made of sandstone so precise that they didn't even need mortar. That's incredible. Punks, yeah. And then... From there, my gosh. So, beautiful fireplaces, mm-hmm. doors, customized doors to his height. So, he didn't have just doors made off-site. They were custom-made because he was so short that the door <laughs> handles were really low. I have to get on one knee to get down to the lock on the front door. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. And what are you and, going to do once that is preserved? Are you going to give tours of that home as well? Yes, we're already doing it now. Um, luckily, both centers, um, they don't care if there's holes in the floor. <laughs> they want to see the place. They, they want do, to be yes. the first ones in there. <laughs> You're right. They do. But we're not. Yeah, we're not going to let them walk with holes in the floor. Now, the next step is a huge step. So to go from ghost hunters to renting it out for weddings, mm-hmm. huge step. So yes. we preser- we get them dried in mm-hmm. so no more leaks in the roof. Mm-hmm. The windows are sealed up. Now we can take our time. And sure. uh, the ghost hunters pay the bills. Now, like say, when all this stuff started happening to the jail and word got out, people wanted to come and investigate. I don't know. We'll pay you. Yeah. Oh, oh that will help you. Yes. So then, but then help. about two years ago, we started a 501c3 mm-hmm. nonprofit. And the C3 means that 
people that donate, even items, they can write it off on their taxes. So they can yes. donate money, write it off their taxes, donate items. Yep. And uh, we're going to have a list put out the things we need. And uh, so people can actually help us without actually getting on site and getting their hands dirty. Sure. That sounds awesome. And even if somebody accountant, um, they could still help us and never even see the place. So and trying to save these old places. And uh, once we get them dried in, we can slow down. And, mm -hmm. you know, if we had another one in the works, we'll go grab that one and get it dried in to where we can get them, come back to them. Uh, so that's that one of the hardest parts for sure, getting them dried in. Sure. But, uh, and so I'm trying to collaborate with all these other people that have places that they bought or or have an old home that, you know, they've been the family for years. You don't want them just, okay, hey, the mortar's falling out. Let's just go tuck and point and just put mortar back in. No, sure. you don't do that. You want to make sure There's they're certain, preserved right. You got to do it. Yes, exactly. If you put the wrong stuff in, you'll actually ruin the brick. Well, oh, I think it's awesome it's just, what you're doing. Well... I've never had, uh, I've never been married or kids or anything. So, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, I don't know. It's not really even one to leave a legacy. It was just quit tearing them down. They're pretty. You know? Stop it. So, <laughs> so we started kind of a, a leg legacy thing there, but no, it just started with on the jail and sure. finding out 11. 11 people wanted it, and nine of them wanted to tear it down. That just, that ticks me off. Yeah. But all the people here, have, yeah, they've grown up with it. They just think it's uh, an eyesore. Oh, tear that eyesore down. Well, yeah. Not everybody thinks it's an eyesore. And I love old buildings. Out of town. I love old buildings. Me too. I think they have such beautiful character, and they're so full of history. It's like you can touch them and see and feel the history. Yes. They're incredible. I know, because they're irreplaceable. And as far as I know, this was about 10 years ago, um, Bell Needs Mauer designed the last 49 years. Mm -hmm. Designed the last 49 years? That's stupid. Yeah. These places were built, like, I guess, as long as you keep a roof on it and windows in it. Yeah, exactly. Know, it'll last forever. Yeah. Well, and, and then the... Uh, concrete wasn't reinvented till 1910. All these buildings built before then, they didn't have concrete. So, I mean, the, the interesting ways that they built these places nowadays, sure, concrete, drywall, and if you don't have the drywall up in two weeks, we'll, you know, we'll find you. Yeah. And uh, back then, you know, horsehair plaster mm -hmm. and laugh, yeah. you know, probably took them a year. Oh, yeah. To do the, Easily. Yeah, yeah, to do the asylum. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you are having that a building fundraiser. was replaced today. Yeah. Well, you're yeah, having a fundraiser, aren't you, at the asylum? It's a scavenger yeah, we, hunt. A what? Oh, scavenger hunt. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything that goes in the building that gets put back in. So the scavenger hunt. Yeah. This next next coming Friday and Saturday, uh, we're just trying something. Oh, we did a haunted house once. Eh, 
it turned out all right, but I couldn't talk to anybody really. Right. Um, (laughs) We tried a few things, but this scavenger hunt, which we're getting really creative. We've got pretty good limericks and, (laughs) and uh, yeah, you kind of have to think about it to find your next clue. It's not just going to be easy. So, so it's kind of a clue slash scavenger hunt all in one. And, and uh, so I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. And uh, so, and the proceeds, like say, go back and Patreon site. We have Patreon site and, and such. It's all on our website. I don't have that info right in front of me. It's okay. The tickets, um, only 30 guests can come, and the tickets are 75 per person for the tour and scavenger hunts. Overnight investigations are an additional 20. Yes. And the schedule is... So for is, one whole night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. The schedule is 9 to 10. Flashlight tour is 1030 to midnight. And then the scavenger hunt is... To three to midnight to three a.m. That's awesome. Well, scavenger hunts first. I hope that I hope that's not the way it got printed. It says scavenger hunts first. Okay, nine to ten flashlight tour, ten thirty to midnight scavenger hunt. Sorry, that was on me. Yes. And then okay. the mini overnight is min is midnight to three a.m. Sorry, folks, that yes. was on me. And that is awesome. Of course, all the money goes to your preservation of the building and you can also buy um shirts and stickers yes, proceeds yeah proceeds, proceeds go back that's awesome and we you know it's not our history mm-hmm. um, we're mm-hmm. outsiders we came from harford city in winchester so we're trying to save their history as well and also so we do a lot of um charitable work too at least once a year we'll have try to COVID has interrupted, but last year we were going to do a a zombie run. I guess that's big right now for the humane society. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we try to do, you know, try to get back. We only, I mean, we try as best we can and we only put stuff out for local businesses. We were all business owners ourselves. So when we say, Hey, there's great places down to eat. We don't like to say the change, so we'll go to the local owned businesses and get their venues and bring them out there. And so we try to deal local. I think they'll have more pride. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because if a local person came and did work out there and then somebody else was tearing it up, I think that local guy would go out there. <laughs> yeah. When you call somebody from out of town, they could care less. They'll do it cheap as possible. And, Sure. And uh, as long as long as it holds up, tail light warranty. Can't see your tail lights anymore. It's out of warranty. <laughs> yep. So, I think it's really important mm-hmm. to support local businesses. Always. It is, and they are the backbone of the city. And without them, you won't have a city for one thing. So exactly. That is hard to get through. Yep. It is, Dan. You're an amazing human being, and it was such a pleasure talking to you. And I hope well, our paths cross I, again. It was lovely meeting you at DeadCom. And I don't want to leave out the people that helped me. So, Kate, our manager, uh, Tim Murphy, our, does a lot of maintenance and goes around. Ted Martin does a lot of uh, tour guides. I mean, and uh, we did. I mean, we have so many 
that's just our local immediate staff and we have some other people help us and volunteer and so um can't exclude these people because they're especially kate uh, our manager she just she keeps uh she keeps the squeaky wheels oiled very well that's good it's running smoothly yeah so what people are good at and i'm not <laughs> it, it makes it makes a it makes a, a a perfectly run machine and my brother Richard where I'm like an identical twin my That's brother awesome. Richard uh, yeah he's he's doing a lot and he's I'll have to say even though I bought these found them uh, identical twins he's mm-hmm. definitely you know half owner so that's awesome um, but he's yeah he's been out in Colorado he just moved back a couple of years ago so oh, I think that's cool yeah. Yeah, I lived in Washington State. He lived in Colorado, even though we're identical twins. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I guess we're especially coming back here. Yes, we are odd ducks, and <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm. Somebody calls me normal, and I get upset. So. Well, you have a lot to be yeah. proud of. You two have done amazing work. You and your staff. Thank you so much. Yes, I believe so. We got a great staff right now. So. Stan, Bonnie, and I can't, you know, I mean, just names just keep coming up, you know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce either one of their last names, but. <laughs> I'm so, sure they just appreciate the shout out. <laughs> well, yes, and I, and, and I don't want to take all the credit because sure. um, it, it is a group effort. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. But, uh, and, and they've seen a lot of amazing things, too. It's not just me. Well, oh, I'm not the crazy one. <laughs> I never thought you were crazy. Trust me. <laughs> really? No. Nope. Not at <laughs> all. Not at all. Well, the ghost hunter, I'm not. No, ghost hunter, you're not. <laughs> you just have the experiences. Yeah. This is, was an accidental stumble, stumble upon. So that's awesome. Yeah. You have a great night, Dan, and it was a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure talking to you, too. And hopefully... Hope you got what you wanted. Uh, yeah. I absolutely did. So, Everything from... Very informative. Thank you. You take care. Yeah, because we have this historians that'll tell you that part as well, so... Awesome. If you ever want to call back just for the history side. You know I probably okay. will, if not visit. You take care. 